This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Can you hear me? It's good. Abel, love in the convo. We took a small slight break, which we do a lot. Yeah. But we left it at watermelon Ansel. (laughs) 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 I love it, man. And how you're blessing people, man. Hey, man. First of all, that was a really good impression. I can. I've seen. I've seen the voices. I was like, I was like, I was like, who the hell is this? (laughs) Okay, cool, man. Okay, let's go on, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, so now you become one of the frontline worship leaders. Frontline worship leaders, yeah. and uh, it was it was really cool. Um, the 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 huge change came when I did. Um, there's something that I did with a there's a worship singles group called Synergy. Mm. Now they really really challenged me. They they really challenged me to the next level because their worship or their kind of songs were very like they would take like those African American vocal songs, and I'm not. Like I never felt mm. like that's my strength. And but let me ask you, the, the 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 place that you went was it mixed with their whites, blacks? Was mm-hmm. it was it was a mixing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Predominantly white people. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of black people, different people. Oh, and we had a lot of international students as well. Okay. So we 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 would hang out like I'd, my my the guy who lived across me who became my closest friend was name was John Romick. Mm-hmm. So he he was he was from Colombia. So mm-hmm. then another guy, my closest friends, he was Brazilian, and so yeah, so that that was basically the fr- the people that I hung out with a lot more than everybody else. Yeah, and, and at this time you're deep in in the faith. What I mean, you're not being distracted by your already your personality and your character. I could mm-hmm. tell you're not being distracted. But let's go clubbing. Yeah, let me check this. this. So so they never allowed social dancing. <laughs> they never allowed. So that so here's the thing. Let me tell you let me tell you about how I stopped clubbing. Right? Yeah. So there was a time when I did start when I would go clubbing. This mm-hmm. is before I even went to Bible school. Yep. And around the time when God called me to, after that Livingston trip, it was it was a huge change. Yeah. Cause I remember one night uh uh, shout out to my sister. She's my manager. So, so we were out oh, clubbing. Oh, serious? Your yeah. sister's your manager? Yeah. Okay. So we're out clubbing and um, and I just, the, the mood had gone. Like it was gone. Mm. And I remember I remember her coming up to me like, why are you not dancing? You look like those old creepy guys who just sit <laughs> in the club. And it was like the desire was gone. Like mm. I just didn't want to do it anymore, yeah. you know? So when I went to Bible school, like I was, I was okay. Um, I wanted to do something impactful. So the first year is like more like you're learning basic theology. And then second year is when you actually pick what what you want, to, what you feel your field is. So I chose youth ministry. Mm. Um, but during that period of time, one of the things that really built me up is um, there's a lady called Dee. She used to take walks around the apartments. And she's like, I'm like, hey, she's like, hey, boy, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm going to my apartment. She goes, why don't you come? We're doing street evangelism. Like, for real? And I'm like, I was like, okay, cool. So we went. 
And I didn't know what it was going to be like. And I found the team was praying. They would pray for like about an hour before they go out. Mm. And then when it was time, I was like, okay, I was ready. You guys ready? Okay, cool. Prayed up. Cool. Let's go. And the first night, my G, yo, <laughs> we got there. And, the, <laughs> and there's a van. It huh. drops you off at different locations. Van drops us off, says, okay, we'll pick you guys up. And you'll tell us where to pick you up. So drops us off and we're in the city. Now imagine, like, the place where I was at was Broken Arrow. It was a town, mm. right? Mostly neighborhoods, whatnot. Mm. But this is like Tulsa, downtown mm. Tulsa, mm. the city. Now you realize that city life, the clubs, the yep. what. So we get there, and I'll never forget this car full of these black guys are in the car. And they're like, yo, what you looking for? So I'm like, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh lord god and luckily there's a cop car that was coming so they like so then there's a lady called um i think her name was Lori. so she's like we're talking to people about jesus i'm like white woman you go get shot <laughs> what are you doing move away but you know and and uh but then we go down and man that's when you were doing evangelism outside gay bars outside clubs yo this is it was it was a step up from your prostitute days it was it was now like it was there this was america this is like yep and we i mean it was so amazing because i'll never forget the experience i was getting from that Mm. it was one thing to learn Jesus, it's one thing to learn theology. It's another thing to say, okay, this is how you run ministry. But it was another thing to see people on that experience one-on-one. And they're telling you about their life. They're telling you about all the things that they've done. Does God really forgive? Oh, man. So it's like you... Now you're talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's just you you and them. Yes. And you're like, yo, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. And, exactly. And then now they open up. Yeah. So it was um, it was that, from that experience. And I remember even like the song, Despite My Faults, came from that, the prostitute, that experience with the mm. prostitute. So, and but this time, now these experiences are just like, what, what, what? And so I became... Like I have so many stories from those moments, and I became really close with the the gangbangers, the the guys from the streets. We would from people who were lesbians, who were you just random people you'd meet mm-hmm. and just have this real one-on-one situation, you know? Okay, let me ask you. Yeah. So I'm thinking of somebody who's watching this, and they're just like, "Yo, how do you even start just having a conversation with somebody?" Because it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand why maybe. A lot of Christians may want to evangelize, yeah. but but the beginning stage, mm. you get that thing yeah. of like, yo, exactly what you're saying, like, yep. what do you want? You get yeah. like, nothing. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what what yeah. what tools? What 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 gave you that? Let me just do it. Mm-hmm. What gave you the despite your fear? Yeah. So um, it was one of the things that helped me was other people. Seeing other people who are brave enough to talk to other people. Um, and I prayed to God as well. The second thing is prayer. I asked God to, to fill me with the Holy Spirit and give me the, 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 the boldness 
to be mm. able to talk to people. And the third thing was, I realized that it wasn't me I was trying to sell. Mm. It was Jesus. And Jesus is perfect. Me? Yeah, I got my issues. But Jesus, he's perfect. And that for me, even today, I think as I've grown older, becomes the principle of why I believe certain things I believe. Mm. And why I believe sometimes where the church has its flaws and, and, and is because we're, when we lose sight of who we're selling, because mm. you're thinking about being rejected by this person for who you are. But what you're trying to tell is who Christ is. And maybe that's all somebody needs to hear. That's possible. Is who, who's Jesus? No one ever told me about Jesus. I'm not trying to f- forget me who's telling it, but let me tell you about Jesus. And so when, when that becomes the focal point and the message, so then the question will become, well, what has he done for you? Mm. Then you can tell your story. You know, as I, we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm. I remember one time I got into this huge argument with this guy because he was an atheist. Like he's like, oh, you know, and he's trying to, of course, he's bringing up all these, you know, beliefs and now, but you know, and, and the thing is, there's people who just believe in everything, mm. but they just like don't want to believe God. Jesus. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'll tell you about aliens. <laughs> they'll tell you about what? They'll tell you about this. They'll tell you about war and Buddhism. But, but, but just like. And so, and then there's a guy called Marlon Yearwood, who was one of our mentors in, in evangelism. And Marlon, I, he, was, he was a British guy. And I remember him just behind me. And he goes, tell me testimony, bro. He's telling me testimony, bro. And because and, he can see me and this guy going on and on and back and forth. He's like, tell me testimony, bro. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I said, okay, let me tell you what God means to me personally and what he's done for me. And I remember when I started telling my story, this guy was quiet. This guy was quiet the whole time. His girlfriend decided she was going to pray with us. Whoa. Because at first she was a spectator because he was like, he was coming in mm. like, don't believe these people. These are lies. These are what, 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 what. But when I started telling my story, my testimony, my personal experiences with Christ, it's almost like that's something no one can take away from you. Yeah, you can. That's you why I love shooting this stuff. Yeah, like no one can take no that one can from take you. your story from you. Know you know what I'm saying? That is your story, and now someone becomes invested in like, wow, like that actually can happen because I'm meeting someone who it happened to, mm. and this person is not trying to lie, is not trying to watch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not selling it. You can attack the church. You can what? But man, this is me standing in front of you, telling you why I believe in Jesus. And that became the thing. Like, I realized, like, wow, like, when all else is just, you can argue about what not and why we worship on this day or that mm. night. But when it gets down to what did Jesus mean to you, that is, that, is, that is what it is. That is really how the gospel works. And if you look at the woman who was at the well, do you know how she went to preach? She just... She just Come went and your and man told who told me yeah, everything about her. Yeah. yeah, that was just the, like, yo, let me tell you about this guy. Mm. And that was that was evangelism, mm. and we missed that part so many times. And I felt like it was so it was so powerful, and it became it just what is your story? Oh, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, uh, but I don't know how to talk to people. Well, tell them your story. Why do you believe in God? 
Mm. What has Jesus done for you? Tell that story. And you'll find how it that will find someone who, who relates with that and realize, oh wow, like I haven't tried God. Because if you realize everything else that people turn to, it's often things they relate with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I remember my negative my mom, or positive. Yeah, my mom would tell me stories of, you know, and some how a lot of people get into certain using charms or witchcraft. It's oh you've got this situation. Yeah, I've got that situation. Well, why don't you try this thing? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, this will make your husband love you more. Mm. This will make it's always in relation with something that that is personal. Well, you've got this situation. How are things at home? Oh, there's no food, there's no water to roll. You know, the church with oh God, Jesus, help me in that situation. You know, and that's that for me is is the center. He's a central character of the gospel. So we can't we can't do gospel without him. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So you, you you're doing this evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 what's next now? And now so, you're probably in second year. Yeah. So 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 first. So one of the ex- big experiences. So this is where <laughs> this is where when I was telling you about my albums and I said it's a science. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good. It's a science. Like it really like God blew me away when he showed me something really beautiful. By the time I was done with everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so, in 2008, there's a girl called Phoebe, and uh, her assistant. They invited me for. They were in the, from. So, at the school, you know, you didn't think about somebody like they come from some ethnic background. Or yep. What, but they were Indian, and they said, "Oh, we got this conference able because they loved what I was singing at at, at uh, the college." So they said. Can we invite you for a conference? I said, yeah, sure. So I didn't think of anything. I thought in my head, conference is, you know, the way I had seen it at Raymond, like different people, black people, white people. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But they took me for a conference. And I'll never forget, I think it was called Awake. And we, the theme for that one was Awake. And I get there. And I'm the only black guy. And everybody's Indian. It's literally people from their Indian community. Yeah. And at first, I don't know, like, what to think. Because <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. So it was uh, Indian churches. This was their camp. Mm. They would send people. So I get there. And then uh, <laughs> one of the speakers shows up, Pastor Felix. And he's a Zimbabwean dude. <laughs> And he goes, my brother. And he sees me, and he goes, ah, finally we got a brother. My <laughs> G, I didn't know, I didn't know, but we're here. So man, we get there, and this camp was amazing. I'll never forget that. Like, it was one of those moments where we were playing music and singing along and i remember just it was one of those moments where i cried mm. so hard because the holy spirit was just so amazing in that place it was just it was a detox it was really powerful and some of the videos are even there like if you ever see any videos of me surrounded by indian people that yeah, that was that was it that was, and i didn't sing and i didn't sing and she she brought me there and says abel kissing and i didn't sing and i remember because god was telling me now is not the time I'll be in the dorm rooms and I'll be just playing the guitar and people are like, hey, are you going to sing something? Like, God, like, now is not the time. Mm. 
Then there was one night when it was done. Like it was final preachings and people just wanted to be like, just soaking. And it was just quiet. And God said, now. Oh, man. And I went on stage and I started singing. And yo, man, it was just like everything. People just start crying and it's just like everything changed at that moment. How did you feel when he told you now? It was, it was like, okay. And I was ready for it. And and because, when and, and how did you hear the now? Eish, man, you just hear that voice, man. When you know it, you know it. Because mm. yeah, I trusted it. Mm. There was there was a t- there's a song called "Completely Anointed" that I yeah. have again, which On I love unleashed. Yeah, which before I left Zambia for Bible school, there was a conference, and the theme was called "Completely Anointed." It was a Bread of Life Church in Zambia, and uh, I attended the conference on the first day, and Pastor. Uh, and there was a pastor who was preaching on it, on that message. And I went home, wrote a song. And at the end of the conference, I said, I've got this song. And I started playing it and it went wild. That's and completely never, anointed. Yes. Then when I went to Rayma, now in the States, I remember I introduced that song. Now I wrote, the, now I wrote, now I sang it. Bro, the Holy Spirit just, it was crazy. And that's when I realized that was the first moment. I realized. And then I sang it at the same Indian conference. Completely anointed. Yeah. So I sang it three places. Zambia. I sang it. Arema. Then I sang it at this conference. That was when. The first time I realized. When somebody. That I. It played back to me. I said. When people tell me. Zambians don't like music. Sang in English. No. That's when I realized. This is what this music was. It wasn't meant just for Zambians. It mm. was meant for the world. Mm. That was the first time I realized my music is meant for the world.
it was not meant for or a specific my location it mm. was made for everyone and um and i heard god really just tell me says give me your music and let me run with it and you'll see what i'll do with it cool. and so and that, that was so when so this song specifically i've had so many friends of mine who will go on mission trips in they'll be in burma they'll be in some remote place and they'll be like oh bro like we have places where we have introduced your songs to people who don't even speak english they'll mm. sing your songs but they they don't know <laughs> so i've always known that god has that level of purpose for the music and that was the first time so i was traveling then i was coming through an airport in Dallas. So in so so at, the, at, at that conference mm-hmm. where there were a lot of Indians you sang completely anointed. I sang completely anointed wow. and I sang some other songs as well. Um that's, that's when crazy. I, that's you when know? I also wrote Awake. Uh in fact yes. like oh, the, the conference was called Awake. Yeah, yeah, that's when I also wrote Awake. At that conference. Where would I be without you by my side? Mm-hmm. So that's when I wrote Awake. Um your your songs, yeah. you know, I hear I've I've had some of these songs off your album in 2015 and 16, but yeah. these things were birthed in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was just like I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was I didn't know what God was going to do. So I was just like it was it was it was powerful in that sense. Mm. So um and so it was just very it was great like just how everything moved and that's when I that was the first time I came back and I said I am purpose to write this music because at first like I put this music aside I was mm-hmm. like yeah, maybe this is you know what I'm saying from yeah. that mindset of what how other it wasn't working for others mm-hmm. and you assume that it's not gonna this doesn't work for this market so you had that market mentality yep. but you're not assuming that God was just going to do something amazing and and do it as known way and that music resonates wherever it it, it goes 
So you surrendered said, your gift. Yes, exactly. So it was just like that was when it it be that was when it started. So I was coming back. I remember one time doing through an airport, and I stopped by. Uh, and then I saw a book by Joyce Meyer called Love Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw that book. When I saw that book, I started reading that book. And so, and I will explain eventually how everything comes into play because it's 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 crazy. It's crazy yeah. when I tell you how everything comes into in a perspective, yeah. joint perspective. But 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 I'll show yeah. you and tell you as you talk, pieces begin to come. Yeah. Like it's like a puzzle that you're now mm. putting. Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah. so it so it really comes out. So. Um, it was during that, so I began to trust the Holy Spirit more to help me write my music. There was a time, uh, so this thing called Synergy, the, the singles group, there was a time I was going to sing there. And I became more confident with the songs that I was writing back in Zambia that I was being told, Zambians don't want to hear this music. And I became more confident to kind of like, hey guys, uh, got the song here. <laughs> what do you think? And people were like, hold on, hold on, I think it's the food. Oh, it's the food, eh? Hello? <laughs> <laughs>